Hello, pretzels, and welcome to the season premiere of the tripod with your boys. We all made it to the season premiere, but not all of my teeth, sadly. Uh, we're going to kick things off with uh, a new addition. Well, he's, he's, he's made an appearance before, but now he's going to be a regular part of the show. That and because the cats don't know how to knock off a 50 cent piece from my fucking desk. We are bringing Father Fitty to the show. And as you know, we got a decision to make. Heads, we will talk about NXT first. Tails, we will talk about the shitty AEW. And here we go. It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. First of all, I was like, how is this a decision? Because there's a pay-per-view we have to cover. So we should get the shittiness out of the way first. Well, I guess Father Fetty agreed with you. He knew what time it was. My man. Time to defend every title and pull out all the stops. Because ATW is eh, sitting secure going up against NXT. We got the trios tag title match. It's Death Triangle versus the Best Friends with Orange Cassidy. Uh, Orange Cassidy rocking a Jan Sport to carry around with all Atlantic Championship. They gave me high school vibes there. Uh, Pyro almost burned Pac's arm off as the match starts. Pac went right after Orange Cassidy. A lightning quick action here uh, to type in all the spots. Would make the tripod four hours long, and I'm not nearly drunk enough for that. All kinds of Caesar 316 as these guys murder each other. Uh, AEW doing what it does best with tag action, and you got to give the people what they want. Uh, Phoenix prevents Pack from using the ring bell. Orange Cassidy almost wins with world's most deadliest move, but Phoenix with a waffle jalapo and Rikishi driver for the win and retains Caesar. Hell of a way to kick off Dinah Trash this week. Uh, thoughts. He's watching it right now, huh? It's playing on his TV right now. So, Hold on a second. Give me a couple thoughts. minutes. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Well, we on Sticks' Twitter? Oh, Thoughts. Oh, Thoughts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thoughts. Um, oh, what was that? Oh, man. Yeah. Everybody got their shit in in this match. This shit smelled Caesar 316 when the music started, Jack. I Well, yeah, there was dives. There was super kicks. There were Seto Meadows. This nigga had a book bag. I ain't seen a Jan Sport in fucking 12 goddamn years. I ain't seen a goddamn Jan Sport. This nigga got a whole ass new title in the Jan Sport because he's too lazy to wear that shit. Just walking that shit around in a book bag. One strapping it. Not even double strapping it. Just one strapping it to the rack. Fucking Ray Phoenix almost broke Trent's neck again, dropping him on the side of his head. Right. Everybody hit their finishers and False finishers and signatures and crack of shit and pock went to get the hammer or dooming it. What the fuck is this nigga with a hammer? What the fuck is he doing, man? Has he got some like secret Lowe's contract he's got to work with? So the motherfucker's got to hit niggas with hammers every week or he don't get his Lowe's money. Uh, I, I thought it was a good match to start the show. Trios fuck shit. You know, that's just going to happen every week because them belts are new too. Uh, still keeping this feud alive between Orange Cassidy and Pac. Cracker took his belt. Now uh, Cracker's going to try to take his trio's belt. Uh, the best friends getting no justice for being such a great tag team. Got to keep going out here and losing. Oh, Orange Cass is getting dubs every other week. The disrespect to the best friends. And yeah, we knew they were going to win, so they had to hug in the middle of the match. It was, it was, it was better than most. For AT Dubs. I'll give you that. It was better than most. 
Well, sticks, like I said earlier, if the, if ATW knows how to do anything, it's tag team matches because that's all they do. Uh, sticks, what did you think of the start of uh, Dynamite? Just like when your boys walk into the big brunch cantina, you can smell the the essence of Martha's Marijuana Lounge. Well, mm-hmm. you can smell the Caesar 316 before this match started. But I will say this. This match was a hell of a way to start off title, title Wednesday. And everybody got their stuff in. I am a little disappointed. I, I was kind of hoping maybe Tony Skeets is going to make it right. Maybe he was going to going to give the best friends Chuck, you know, Chuck, Chucky, uh, and Trent a bone, mm-hmm. you know, have, have, have Orange be the second two title holder, mm-hmm. but not, I mean, they, they, they made the, they pointed out uh, uh, the, the matches that uh, Ray and, uh, Penta had, I think, at triple triple A over the weekend, which from what I saw were pretty pretty good matches that they had. And like Cesar said, with with Pac with his hammer stuff, man, this guy might as well start coming out to like an MC hammer too. I mean, this guy with, with his obsession with grabbing the ring hammer and all that, but uh hell of a way to start AEW and uh keeping the trios belts on the uh, death triangle. I, I I'm okay with it, but I just I would have preferred to have the best friends win it because I think they could. Those guys have put in so much work for this company, and have brought so much attention to it, and they're they're kind of more of the homegrowns than they are than, than Death Triangle kind of is. But uh, hell of an opener for uh, ATW on a Wednesday. Up next, Mox and Hangman video about their match. Then we get Tony with the Doctor Hater and Rebel, not Reba, announced that mm-hmm. one of them. Will be AEW Women's Champion before the end of the year. Sheeta later. Ah. Uh, then we get the AEW Women's Championship matches. Booty Storm versus Hikara should have stayed in Japan. Uh, right off the start, we almost got some discoloration nation from Hikaru. Props to the cameraman. Uh, common theme the whole match. Hikaru spreading faster than the Rona. Uh, I'd be a bigger fan of Hikaru matches if if there is a visual chance of a sushi lip fl- hanging out every now and then. Sushi lip. Uh, Hikaru is whooping up on Booty Storm. Almost got some peeking brown eye from Hikaru's mega wedgie. Uh, Ronda would have picked that out 12 times by now. Booty Storm retains with the Storm Zero. Hater and Rebel attack. The doctor in Steelers jersey comes out to rub it in. Soraya mm-hmm. runs out to fight the doctor. Speaking mm-hmm. of sushi lips, Riho also runs out to help. Cluster mm-hmm. Pokemon! Gotta help them all! Warjo video promo on the kingdom. Renee with FTR and back. They want the fourth tag team championships to be the AEW tag team championships. Swerve and Keith interrupt. They want a rematch. These teams will face each other next week for the first time Ever sticks. Uh, we got Booty Storm versus Hikaru Shida for the championship. Yeah, this wasn't a bad match. Uh, Shida Shida has moments where she can go in the ring, and she looked pretty. She she looked pretty good in this match. I mean, Tony Storm. 
Tony Storm can go in the ring. She's had a few misses here and there in ATW, but I mean, I'm just chalking that up to ATW. But uh, it was a it was a nice little match they had with uh, former tag team partners. Uh, Tony wins, and we got the like you said the the clusty fuck of mania on the back. You know, you got got more. oh yeah, so, you know. The doctor came out, had to had to rub it into the Cincinnati crowd with the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers jersey, mm-hmm. and uh, you know Soraya, she had to show up because I paid her way too much money than what she needs to be, and uh, yeah, I mean just bringing more more to that, bringing trying to bring more attention to the women's division, which I guess maybe is working. I, I don't know. I I prefer to have have it be more focused on on Jamie Hayter since she's over the crowd and her, her work, her build up towards the, towards the title. But, uh, all in all, not a bad women's match for, uh, ATW. Your thoughts on FTR versus Swerve and Keith Lee. Uh, FTR should be good. I mean, we'll see if we're going to get the, the Swerve and, uh, limitless one split in this match. I don't think they will, but it should be a good match. I mean, FTR, them boys are, are legends, and they can go, so should be a good match next Wednesday. Swerve and Keith Lee splitting has been my caveat for six months now. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's just like me. That's like me with Roddy finally turning on the Creed brothers. That never happens. And you know the minute you're just like, it ain't going to fucking happen. Guess what's going to happen? It's going to fucking happen. It's going to fucking happen. Uh, are yeah. we got an AEW Women's Championship match. It's Booty Storm versus Akaro. Shit. I mean, it was alright. I mean, there's nothing to write home about, you know, nothing to email about. It's booty storm, you know. And they don't train as hard in AT dub. That's why everybody's trash every week. I mean, old Skeet said it himself. I think somebody even pulled up that clip after uh after what happened in the main event. I pulled up a clip and I'm like, yeah, we don't have like a Performance center where we can go train every week. Yeah, we know, nigga. That's why your product sucks. But you know, you know, the, the diehard fans are gonna jerk off for it. Skeeting for skeets, you know, can't help them. You know, they just retarded. it. They don't know what's going on. They don't you know, show up for his autograph signing though. No, no, there's only seven fans in line. You know what I'm saying? All right, what the fuck I want Skeet's autograph for? Got time for no skeets. I'm in the booty storm line. Shit. It'll be worth more money when they air the dark side of the ring of what's about to happen. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, then, you know, they have their match. Uh, you know, uh, ends how it ends. And, yeah, the Doc doc and the squad come out. You know, Paige is contract, you know, under contract, so she's got to come out every week for the next three months at least and not wrestle but just get into fake fights at the end of the ring, you know. So she gets punched in the lip and the silicone flies out or some shit. I don't know. Um, and then, yeah, old, old Rio finally, uh, I guess, uh, you know, got her got her new passport, got a working visa. Her ass is back over here. Sad that Rio came back in 4K. What, what? I think it's still under under trial? Under trial? Who's running this? Oh, did, they, did they dig up Johnny Cochran? Is this going to be like a year-long trial? All these niggas show back up on TV for just beating up old CM trash? You should get a hero's welcome. Nigga, if I was around ATW and I heard it, I was like, who? Kenny and the Young Buck. What? When the CM trashes his office? 
and whooped his monkey ass and stole his dog. I gotta get them another title. Shit, I gotta create something right quick. Just the the nigga's favorite title. That's what that shit gonna be. They all three of them get it. They can put it on their mantle, like Adam Cole and that bullshit on Hart. Uh, shit. Damn right. I'm just going. I'm gonna have a whole hour long celebration. Dynamite only gonna have two matches. That's in the last hour. The first hour long celebration is the nigga's favorite title, the Elite. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, yeah. Uh, FTR Lee was. Yeah. Sitting in the back, you know, indubitably enjoying some chicken, you know, a slice of watermelon, you know, some great Kool-Aid. It was definitely great, you know. And all of a sudden, Swerve. You know, first of all, FTR was, you know, happy. You know they were talking. Nothing wrong with LTR. We like Uncle Dax. We like, uh, whatever the other cracker's name is who don't wrestle because Uncle Dax Cash. is having a singles career. Huh? Cash. Oh, yeah, straight cash, homie. Yeah, yeah, we love straight cash on me. The strippers love them too. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, they, they want the AEW tag team titles. I mean, I, I don't I don't know what for. They don't they don't uh they don't defend two of the goddamn titles they got. Uh, but I mean they want them. Just because I don't know where the fuck they're gonna put them, wear them as neck braces or something. I mean, I, I don't know. Niggas ain't got no more room left. Both arms, they waist, they white, so they can't wrap it around their dick. They ain't like the hard R's or 15 feet of dick. You can put a title over. I don't know. Maybe Uncle Dax is swinging that way. I don't know. He got a kid. Maybe he's swinging. I don't know. Um, but yeah, old Swerve gonna bring his country ass up there hating. Now <laughs> Keith has got to put down his three piece. You know, he had two biscuits. Just received probably a naked text from me and him talking about bring that sweet dick home, Daddy. And he's like, mm, damn, chicken, watermelon, and a hot Asian wife like Carl Anderson. Yeah, shut up, hot Asian wife. Yeah. And now he's like, God damn it, I got to go put this chicken down and, and quit looking at this, this Asian puss, this slanted puss I got. Now I got to go walk over here and be like, oh, big Keith Lee, all slow and shit, this cracker. To swerve all angry. He want, he said he want to fight for the title. Keith Lee's like, uh, big words, the source, nigga. I'm smart, Keith Lee. And, you know, so uh, I guess they're going to fight. Uh, sure, I'm fine with it. Okay. I can't go to the show because I got to work late. Uh, a friend of mine won two tickets. That was the only way I was going to that show. I won't pay for those. So I steal pay per views because they're in Norfolk, which is like 10, 10 uh, it's like 10 minutes away uh, from me down here. My friend won two tickets on a radio show, but I got I to gotta close. So I'll, I won't be at work till like eight or nine, I think. So I can't go. I can't wait till each one of us has our own fucking AEW experience to talk about. Like Brett didn't Bretsky, he went right. He went with yeah, Bretsky went. Owns. <laughs> uh-huh. No, no, that was that was raw. I don't think that was dynamite. Oh, okay, okay. Uh Marvez with Lethal, Sanjay, and Darby in parking garage. Lethal wants a rematch. They know Darby's weakness. They then proceed to fuck up Darby and close garage door on his midsection. Lethal with the figure four. Tony and Ring. You know what? Let's get that out of the way real quick. Cesar, what'd you think well, about Darby getting jumped yet again? Yeah, that's his weakness, you know. Stang won't dare to have his back. But when Stang gets back, all three of them niggas is colored. They better be scared, girl. I'm talking real scared. Man, when, when Stang rolls up with the KKK next week, because you coming to the South, nigga. You coming to the South. They still out here. Okay. When the clan roll up, 
with Stang in that bat, and they spray paint that bat white. <laughs> Feels hard for y'all, nigga. Comes to the ring with two. He has him in his mouth and shit. To the ring. Yeah. Boy, they're going to string up Jay Lethal. <laughs> they're going to string up Song Jay Duda. They're going to string up that seven foot asshole. They're going to get a pure California red oak. They're going to bring in a special tree. The red oaks, man, you can't break them. They're going to plant that shit in the ground just to hang that seven foot uh, tall cracker from it, bro. Because you can't just, you just can't hang no seven foot nigga on no regular oak. The branch going to break. It ain't strong enough. Okay. This nigga like seven feet tall, probably 300 pounds. You know, he got to take eight shits just to get under 320. You know what I mean? They going to hang that cracker from a, from a damn red oak. Stain going to spray paint the bat white. You know what I'm saying? He already doing white face. The clan, clan gonna fuck y'all up, man. I feel sorry for y'all. Y'all, y'all done brought on the shit storm. You know that nigga undefeated, right, Sangria? He undefeated. He ain't lost. I'm still gonna vote against him. No. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't lost, Sangria. He ain't he takes no ales. He said, he said, what? Y'all done brought up Derby. All Sting gotta do is make a call. All right, hard call gonna go. He gonna go. He gonna dial. KKK, I think it's fives on your phone. JK and L are in the same thing. You're going to hit 555 and make a call. It's going to go straight to the head of the clan. So he got he got a regular phone, he got the bat phone, and he got the stang phone. And the stang phone will ring. He's going to be like, hell yeah, brother. We going we gonna to get him. We going to run. Oh, one of them's a nigga. You might say the hard R. I don't know if I can say this on YouTube, so I won't say the hard R. But just imagine me every time I'm saying nigga. There's an E and an R at the end. You got a nigga? You got, you got a gas motherfucker? And another red dot or feather? Oh, we in there, man. Peter, get the rope. And the, and the red oak. We got some motherfuckers to hang, boy. They're going to ride in straight from the south. It's going to be dirty. Hey, Cletus. Cletus, my, my gas tank is on Damn it. Damn right. Cletus, Damn right. Cletus, Cletus, I need some gas money, Cletus, please. Yeah, Peter, Peter and Cletus going to get the gas. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Uh, Regina going to pack them some lunches. You know what I'm saying? Hey, they Brandy. Get good- Brandy, get my good mm-hmm. rope. No, yeah. no, no, Not that's the dollar store rope. Get the good yeah. rope. The white rope. If yeah, the Lowe's white, rope. It ain't. No- <laughs> yeah, the, the, the rope from Home Depot. They're going to get the good the good, uh, the good, uh, Kid Rock CD, the one that ain't never been open. Put that shit in. They fit in the ride, boy. I feel bad for Jay Lee. I thought he had a rough jobbing out the crackers on, on ATW. When the clans show up, that's worse than that's worse than brother, brother quarter henny drunk fucking on Jake's mama. That's that's just it's just it's gonna be worse than that. It's gonna be worse than that, bro. I feel sorry for them. <laughs> RIP. Um, hey, Lethal, 2022. RIP, nigga. We've seen Darby fall off of all kinds of shit. We've seen him fall down some fucking concrete stairs, and now he's been trapped under a garage door. Uh, what do you think of this uh, whole situation here? You're going to see next week how far Sting and his clan members' reach are going to be because when Lethal and Sanjay and Curry Kali show up in the arena – they're gonna the Curry Collie, the Curry, the Curry brothers are gonna get departed. First off, they're gonna show up and Kid Rock's all summer long songs gonna be bumping from somewhere in the arena. That's gonna be your first first sign of turnaround. 
go back home. You're going to show up. Lethal's going to find out that that Sanjay and Curry Kali are, are they can't come in because their visas don't check out right. This is going to lead Jay Lethal. And you know, you know what happens with with black people in, in horror fl- films, right? Well, you, you apply that to this because you know you're going to have Sting in his white silk hooded robe mm-hmm. waiting for him out in the ring. It's going to be some some burning pyrotech- pyrotechnics. Take that how you want to take that. With a couple crosses. Yeah. And Jay's going to be so scared that it's going to allow Darby to come up and attack him from behind. They're probably going to either throw him in a coffin or, or, I don't know, time to a cross. One of the two. They're going to carry him out of the arena. That's the last we'll see of Jay Lethal for quite a while. Fucking sting. Up next, uh, Tony in ring with Regal. MJF interrupts. I just mm-hmm. noticed a fat dude in crowd dressed like Brother Love. Uh, yep. Regal nucked up and ready to fuck shit up. MJF tells him to relax. Tranquilo. No. Uh, he's going to tell him a story. He name drops Pat Buck and Brian Myers. Says he went to Barclays Center to try out for WWE. Says the pressure was on. Regal even took him aside and told him to sell himself in three minutes. Regal said he'd have a job in WWE, but he was too young. Lots of history from MJF and Will. MJF getting real. Says Regal's squashing of his dream made him want to kill himself. He's a generational talent, damn it. Now, and Regal is just an old man who got fired. Tables have turned now. He's about to become the AEW champion of the world. He's better than you, and you know it. Regal tells his side. He said if an email was the roughest part of his life, then he's had it easy, sunshine. Says before MJF was born, he was insulting Tony Schiavone, not putting his hands on him, though. Says MJF hasn't proven anything. If you want to be the devil, then prove it. Regal turns his back on MJF. MJF does nothing. You still have a lot to prove. This was a fucking great segment. I really like this segment a lot. We all know Regal's the man, and MJF can go on the mic sticks. Uh, what did you think of this segment here? Uh, this was a really good segment. This might be the uh, – <clears throat> this obviously was the best segment on, on Wednesday night, but it was possibly the best segment all week in wrestling. Uh, they keep teasing the uh, MJF face turn, and, I mean, we, we're going to get pro- – we're probably going to get it right up to the – to the end, but then he's gonna he's gonna show his true colors. But uh, yeah, this was really good. MJF talking about the past, his past tryouts, his past little history with uh, WWE, his his history with with Will, and the the infamous email that he kept as a as a chip on his shoulder up until he made it to AEW, started becoming big. And, basically now uses it as a, as a humor piece, but this was really good. I mean, between both these guys, this was really good. And to tell you the truth, I, one of these days, I don't, I mean, depending on how, uh, if MJF does resign in the, in 2024, I I'd like to see old, old Willie maybe kind of align himself with MJF. I think that'd be kind of a nice little, little pairing, in the future if they could ever do that. But uh, 
this was a hell of a good promo for for a atw well uh just like how caesar is still in denial that roman reigns is a hill i'll never believe mjf is going to be a face, a face. Even, even when they say he's a face but caesar your thoughts on this incredible segment with old willie regal and m j f anyway i'm part of one you can be the two they got face anyway yeah this was that segment of the week on this on this uh shit brand that we talk about week to week mjf out there getting getting uh getting the old crowd behind him actually being a born piece of shit so the crowd hates it we'll get to that later. um but yeah uh, I know I saw this interview a couple weeks back. Um, yeah, this is the MJF face turn. Chris Jericho's like walking him through it. Because um, he doesn't want to be a face. He wants to stay a heel. But the crowd's behind him because he's so good at being a heel. They're behind him. We've seen it all the time. You know, only the great ones can pull off, uh, you know, the, being a super, super heel. The crowd's still behind you like 100%. Um, this is going great. People want to see it, want MJF to win the title. Obviously, we want the redemption from when he had that fucking political MJF run, fighting John Moxley during COVID, where we all wanted it. God, what you smiling for, me, Greg? You know you that wanted girl, that shit. That girl who never stopped smiling is my favorite thing in AEW history. <laughs> I love that. I miss her so much. I miss her. Yeah. She would just stand there and smile the whole fucking time. The whole fucking time. And have the gum ready. Have the gum ready. I love that character, man. I hope she comes back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was this like the birth of Smart Mark Sterling, kind of? Like on TV all the time, too? Was it? I think it was, because Smart Mark was in the cabinet as well. Oh, shit. Damn, I don't remember him. He was outshined by that chick. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um yeah, I think this is just the redemption arc of him finally winning the title, which I got to agree with. I mean, yeah, we wanted it just because we wanted it off Mox uh, at the time because he was he was kind of boring when he gets the title like he always kind of is. He's way better of a, of a chase than when he actually holds it. Um, I guess, we, we I mean, they were probably right. MJF was just too young at the time to hold it. It was COVID. It's hard to be, like, entertaining and stuff in COVID and whatnot. Unless, you, unless he was making bets with the chairman and drinking wine. So that shit was bold. Um, but, yeah, I, I thought this was a real good promo. Everybody got there. Everybody performed great. Fucking regal. Wait, what, what are you going to say? That man's lived eight careers by this point. And, uh, yeah, I think it'll be finally good when MJF goes full face because he's, as we'll get to at the end of the show, kind of foreshadowing here. But, uh, yeah, it was really, really good. Up next, Renee with the, the acclaimed and daddy ass. The acclaimed are having a titles versus trademark match versus the varsity athletes. That's what you were trying to think of, Cesar, from last week. The varsity uh -huh. athletes. Remember oh, the, yeah, yeah. Like the varsity uh, blonde's name or whatever? Mm -hmm. uh, Renee sits down with Brian Danielson and Wheeler Yuta. Ask about Brian losing to Jericho and about Danny Garcia. Wheeler takes umbrage with Brian's positive comments about Danny and any bitches off. Do you guys have anything to say about that? Or can I, can I just move on? Daniel Bryan, I hope. I mean, I didn't even see the trademark versus the championships match anyway, so. Ain't nobody watching that shit? No, nobody. Up next, it's for the Ring of Honor Championship. It's Jericho, the Ocho, 
versus Dalton Castle. One of my favorites from our Ring of Honor. This guy is so entertaining. Uh, Dalton in the grannyest of turquoise granny panty trunks. It's also a back race. Uh, Jericho has Hagar in his corner. Tranny Manson, front and center, looking to steal all the attention. Uh, instead of shaking Jericho's hand, Dalton grabs a fresh coat of cheese from his trunks and flips a peacock at Jericho. Dalton fires up the crowd with the boys. Uh, Buckethead Hagar distracts. Dalton tosses his boys at him. Dalton and Jericho having a good match. Hagar gang raped by the boys until they took his hat. I like this hat! Fucking Hagar yep. says with a purple bucket hat. Uh, mm -hmm. Dalton with the Julie Newmar submission. This guy, this guy is my brother as a wrestler. Uh, Jericho with the walls. Jericho and Tranny Manson bumping helmets. After a sequence of rotating arm movements, Jericho turns it into the Judas effect for the retain. The JAS celebrate on stage. All honor to the Ocho. He sets his sight on Angelo Parker. I think that's his name, the Ring of Honor commentator. Sure. Uh, Jerry Lynn for the save, ECW shout out. Uh, mm -hmm. Jericho tombstones his ass on the Ring of Honor title. Wow. Um, yeah, Cesar, Jericho versus Dalton Castle for the Ring of Honor championship. Yeah, man. Dragon Dalton Castle is all about the gimmick. And he pulled this shit off every single time. Comes out with the boys. Yeah, they beating up Hagar and he goes crazy over his purple bucket hat. Wearing no shirt, just baby old up with a bucket hat on. And you know, Dalton, old, old man Jericho, fight on the outside, fight on the inside. Yeah, pulled this fresh ball cheese, flicked him off in the beginning of the match. You know, honor when Jericho is fighting for Ring of Honor. And uh, no, I thought this was a good match. Um, yeah, pretty good match. Jericho can still have some good matches. Of course, it ain't no banger after banger after banger. After banger, but still, man, it's 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 a uh, it, it's getting you through the show. Pretty good match, I guess. Just putting more time and air to the Ring of Honor thing. Jericho's trying to tear it down uh, piece by piece, I guess. So we'll keep going on with that gimmick and beat next beat next champions, right? Does he just beat next champion every single match? He's on a beat, Sheriff Zanko run. Uh, yeah, he beat he beat Claudio, the the which was the champ, and then beat um. What's that crack up with the with the face mask shit on when he broke his nose? Uh, it wasn't Dragon Lee. It was uh, no, no, it was fucking Bandito. 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 No, Bandito. Did he beat that other cracker? I can't remember all their names. I the ring announcer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but no, uh, it was pretty good. Um, but yeah, even having classics, all these Ring of Honor, you know, ex champions. Oh, even beat, like you said, beat Daniel Bryan in that tag match. But all these Ring of Honor ex-champions, looks like, yeah, he's going through a hit list of guys. Uh, I wasn't mad at the match. Sticks, it was a Ring of Honor championship. Jericho versus the flamboyant Dalton Castle. Ladies and gentlemen and pretzels, if you got a chance to watch this, you got a chance to see Dalton Castle at his finest. This man lives the gimmick. This man is a jewel in Ring of Honor. How he's able to use the boys in, in specific parts of the match was 
awesome. And this guy can this guy can wrestle. I mean, obviously they made they made a point of it, like his his history in wrestling and grappling. The the announcer that from Ring of Honor, Ian Riccaboni, is a oh, man that they that, that they have brought between him and uh, Caprice Coleman. They alternate them, and uh, yeah, this was this was really nice. It was nice to see Dalton Castle on uh, national television put on a heck of a good match with a with a man that in his older age is still not putting on bangers, but are putting on but are putting on good matches. I mean, having a really good match with Jericho. That, that helps your career, and they can go back to that whenever Ring of Honor gets their, t- their television deal. Um, afterwards, Jericho still leaned into the destruction of Ring of Honor and, and the, the birth of Ring of Jericho with uh, the possible attack on Riccoboni, but then going against a former – attacking a former Ring of Honor champion, Jerry Lynn. But uh, all in all, not bad. Glad to see uh, Dalton Castle get a little shine. On national TV. I love how Dalton Castle has his own minions. Like fucking Groove from Despicable. <laughs> just oh, tossing, yeah. tossing him out the fucking ring at that guy. It was hella funny. Oh, man. He's awesome. I hope he's in the game. We can all hope. Uh, up next, Christian Cage. It'll be DLC. Dark, I hope. Dark Saurus and Jungle Boy video package. Uh, Jade and the baddies still searching for Nyla and the TBS championship. I don't know how they missed that to Tony Skeets to get Nyla's fat ass out to the ring, or she'll hijack Rampage. Now we have the main event for the AEW Championship. It's Hijia Moxley versus Hangman Adam Page. Regal back on commentary. Hangman can't wait. He attacks immediately, uh, leaping off shit Sting style. And the free space on your AEW bingo card, Mox is bleeding. Mox tells Hangman to bring it. We got insults, blood, and figure fours. Woo! At least these two are, these are two guys who can go. At least these are two guys who deserve this spot. At least these are two AEW main eventers who won't act like little bitch teenagers with bruised egos at the press conference. But I digress. Vintage Mox with a back rake. Uh, Goat stomps as well. Uh, curious if MJF will come out for this. Oh, shit. They just smash cut to empty skybox. Great timing, uh, cameraman. Is 10 cunts commentating this? Hangman with the launching fallaway slam off the top rope. Mox with the King Kong lariat. Uh, JBL got a boner. The doc checks on Hangman. It was a gnarly lariat. The ref calls for the bell. Mox retains. Regal comes down to the ring. Fuck shit about to go down, right? I sense fuckery in the air. Is this a shoot or not? Taz distraught. Mox on the mic basically says this isn't ballet. They try to censor Mox saying shit. Calls out MJF. Oh shit, I guess MJF catching cashing his chip in. Regal's shocked. Geez, I guess this is happening. MJF shoves chip at Regal and then grabs Mike and says he wants Mox at 110% instead of 50%. He's cashing in at full gear. He's going to earn it for the first time in his life. Mox and Regal laugh. I guess Mox cursed a lot because the audio cut out a lot. Mox says MGF has earned a date with Destiny. Hopefully Hangman is okay. Hopefully this is a work. Jesus, update on Hangman. He suffered a legit concussion. <laughs> Fuck. Um, sticks. Remain event. 
the main event of uh, Dynamite. Unfortunate. Very unfortunate. But uh, what were your thoughts? Yeah, we were uh, we were setting up for something pretty good. Like you said, both guys worthy of the main event spot. It took off really well. And then we had, the, we had an accident. And then it just became time to fill TV time. And between Mox cutting, cussing and cutting out the, the, the audio getting cut out, Taz and the rest of the announced crew kind of trying to not to put point, bring attention to it, but Taz kind of like, you know, trying to figure out if he's if Hangman's okay, because obviously Taz has suffered uh, a good amount of injuries in the ring, like he made that he pointed out to. Uh, the back at the MGF back and forth from where we started dynamite to then to not the end. I mean, I don't, it just, it, it sucks. I mean, it really sucked. I mean, obviously Mox was going to retain, but you know, hangman's hangman was going to put, probably put on a good main event match with Mox look strong. And then it would have been interesting to see going forward. With the loss where Heyman would have went, it's going to be even – hopefully he's going to be okay because, I mean, we're still waiting on Adam Cole to come back from the concussion he suffered at Forbidden Door. And from what, you know, you read on the internet, nobody knows. I mean, the doctors could clear him tomorrow and he could be fine or he could be still out for weeks to months. So hopefully – he gets clearance. Hopefully, we see Hangman back in in a couple of weeks, and hopefully, he's back to drinking beer and buckshotting, buckshotting bitches. But just not the way you wanted it to end on a on a uh, title Wednesday, title Tuesday for uh, AEW. Well, Cesar, uh, week after week, month after month, AEW is proving to be the most dangerous promotion to work for, apparently. Uh, what were your thoughts on this fucking main event? Uh, yeah, start off a good match, you know. You're showing some fire, fighting in the crowd, you know. Fox likes to walk through the crowd, predictable. Hangman said, fuck this shit. I ain't got time for this fuck boy. Walk all the way, walk his lazy ass to his ring. I'm going to whoop his ass right now. And, of course, you know, it's that time of the month, so Mox is bleeding. You know, he's got to get that shit out. You know, didn't have no fresh tampon in his jacket or his pocket. Just came to the ring with the title and a bottle of water. Yeah, um, and then yeah, keep fighting, keep going around, you know, hitting moves, crazy shit off the top, suplexes, all the way slams, real good match leading up, and then yeah, Hangman catches that clothesline, gets a mean ass concussion, and so yeah, now he's gonna be on the shelf for a minute, and yeah, they had to fill the time with MJF. Cesar, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I don't know if it was on Rampage or because I did see a tiny bit of Rampage or if it was on SmackDown, but somebody hit a similar lariat. And one of the commentators said, it's all about the follow through. It's all about the follow through. Kind of like <laughs> because it took place after what had happened. Happened, yeah. I'm yeah. not sure if it was on Rampage or SmackDown. I, I or bet nine out of ten it was on Rampage. <laughs> it might have been gonna, JR, actually. It might have been it JR. Probably was, it probably was JR. Um, yeah, but I, I'm sure it's all about the follow through once again. You know, niggas ain't got no PC, it'd be training, fuck shit, you know what I'm saying? And then, I mean, 
And just like I said in the chat, you sign, shut your bitch ass up, nigga. When you, when you fucking sign that AEW contract, you are signing yourself one mean trip to the hospital within that contract year date, baby. Adam Cole, baby. Bobby Fish twice, baby. Kyle O'Reilly, baby. Adam Cole, baby. Candy Omega, Omega, baby. The Bucks, the Bucks, the Bucks, baby, separately. Yeah, Ruby Soho numerous times. Chris Statlander. His, yeah, Chris Statlander. Uh, man, who, uh, who the fuck am I? I'm forgetting somebody. I think Eddie King. No, Eddie King's didn't get fucked up. The Doctor has been there a couple of times. Her nose seemed to get broke quite a bit. And her, and her leg. And her arm. So, I mean, you are signing away a piece of your life to visit that a full hospital in the Kickstarter, sky. The Kickstarter for Paige's funeral is up right now. Just pretty, pretty much, pretty much. Paige is fucked up jumping into this place. So she about to be all kinds of screwed and chopped. Uh, oh, Daniel Bryan. Remember he couldn't wrestle at Forbidden Door? Daniel Bryan. You, you fucking yourself over. So if you want to go ahead and do that, go right ahead. Up your couch. Oh, Trent. Trent. Oh, uh, yeah. Trent. Uh, Kip. Kip Sabian. Kip Sabian. Gone for a minute. Yes. Hell, Penelope Ford. She was gone, too. Uh, Marco just died. They didn't, yeah, pretty they didn't much, fire right. him. He fucking died. He's buried under the ring. <laughs> um, he's still on TV, but old Christian Cage got his arm up in a slang. Uh, didn't Miro get fucked up, too? And he was gone for a while. Probably. Uh, it's just, it's just sad. It's sad. You guys will never be at full strength because somebody's always getting that rotating host little door. So, um, hey, yeah, go over there if you want to. Like, it, was like, actually, like, it was actually a tribute. Uh, Cody injured himself in WWE as a tribute to AEW. Goes, to AEW. One, one last one, guys. One last, one last one. Yeah, one last run before I get all <laughs> fucked up. Uh, but yeah, man, wild, wild, crazy shit. Well, we're gonna take a small break, ladies and gentlemen, because I got a piss. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of the tripod where we are introducing Sticks Adams Impact of the Week. Well, gentlemen, we are, I think, two to three weeks past Bound for Glory. This week on Impact, the main event. We had the OGK, otherwise known as the Kingdom, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, with Maria Bennett Canales in tow, taking on a trip back from the 2000s, Rhino and Heath, for the Impact Tag Team Championship. And just like we had figured, when we saw the Kingdom show up on AEW, the rumors had come out. Contract was up. Everybody knows how Impact does stuff. Tape stuff in advance that we get up. The Kingdom lost. So Heath and Rhino are your new Impact Tag Team Champions. But afterwards, we hadn't seen Eddie Edwards since losing to Josh Alexander for the Impact World Heavyweight Championship at Bound for Glory. There's a lot of rumors going around. What's going to happen to Honor No More? Were they still together? Were they going to disband? What happened? Eddie Edwards shows up afterwards. 
starts asking everybody, are you still faithful to honor no more? The kingdom, they said they were. Kenny King said he was. We started getting to Vincent and PCO. Vincent didn't give an answer, and Eddie Edwards called out PCO, basically saying he wasn't a monster, he was a bitch. And that started the implosion of Honor No More. PCO started attacking everybody and stood tall while the rest of Honor No More were laid out in the ring. So out of that, I'm taking that Honor No More is essentially no more. And it'll be interesting to see where we go forward because Kenny King is signed up for the X Division Championship, which Frankie Kazarian was the X Division Champion, exercised option C. He will be taking on Josh Alexander at the next Impact Plus, Impact Insiders YouTube pay-per-view for the uh, Impact World Heavyweight Championship. Kenny King is part of the, I think, eight-man tournament to crown the next X Division Champion. So now it will be interesting to see where who's left from Honor No More will that will be an impact. And also where we go forward with Eddie Edwards. So that, ladies and gentlemen, pretzels is your impact highlight of the week. Couple of notes here. I like how Frankie is doing way better in impact than he was in fucking AEW. Uh, that's pretty cool. I like seeing uh, the elite hunter in the main event scene. And also, uh, I think the audience should have been tipped off that the kingdom was joining AEW when uh, Maria pulled out a sack of Tony Skeets' coke and, th- and fucking threw it. And threw it they did all, they taped all these, they taped like Bound for Glory and all this stuff in like a weekend. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if the rumors were even abound that they were AEW bound. I know, I don't know if even during that time, if the rumors of Matt Taven of interest in Matt Taven and by WWE was about, but I didn't know how long their contracts were. Nobody, I don't know if anybody really knew how long a lot of their contracts were, but you know, I, I would have preferred them to lose to lose to like the Motor City Machine Guns and an OG uh, tag team for Impact. But Heath and Rhino, they made a promise before Rhino got taken out by Impact, well, not by Impact, but by Honor No More that they were going to be tag team champions by the end of the year they they okay. made uh, made prom they made more good on their promise fucking heath he's swole man he's getting swole you know he wants that comeback he's gonna fulfill the three-man band prophecy come hell or high water and uh yeah pco motherfucker looks like frankenstein he's like rrr, rrr, fire bad <laughs> yep. that's some good shit folks but now we are gonna talk about the a show it seems like a million years ago NXT, of course, the go-home show where you're going to do a highlight version. Uh, Cesar, your highlights from this past week's NXT. Let's be real. There's only one highlight you need to know, need to talk about from the N, the X, and the T. And that's Mama Rhea pinning Roxanne. In the middle of that ring. It was the opening match. You got Roxanne out there thinking she's going to do something. Booker T, turn her on. You got Mama Rhea out there putting her in them pins. Got her ass cheeks hanging out, legs all in the air. 
looking like your favorite your favorite scene you got saved on your phone when you're in a pitch and you got five minutes on the shitter at work and the hot girl got her cheeks out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Why can't we get this on Raw? I mean, this is the kind of shit you need on Raw. The show's called Raw. You know what I'm saying? That's like, it's Raw. You know what Raw is. Fuck it with no condoms on. The good shit. Good feels. We need more of this on Raw. I need Rhea spreading the cheeks of all these bitches on Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. You know what I'm saying? She about five minutes from wearing, wearing you know, the fake penis and the shorts. When she pins them, she slips it in one good time. So they squeal when they get the three. They don't want to kick out. She giving them that good shit. Yeah. Yeah. This is a highlight. That's all y'all need to know. That was the best part of Tuesday from NBX the T. Six, your highlight of the week for the NXT show. Well, same with the theme of former NXT superstars coming back for a nice little visit. We had Shinsuke Nakamura being the man that Donny, the Don of NXT, decided to put up against Stax. Shinsuke came out, the crowd started singing the song. We had the we had the nostalgia factor. It felt it felt like two, three years ago. I felt I felt like a younger, a younger Stixie Drip Drip, a little bit more hair on his head and a little bit drunker watching NXT. Shinsuke showed up because we hadn't seen Shinsuke on, on the blue band for, for quite a while. So it was nice to see the artist Shinsuke Nakamura show up. Put on a match. Tony, you know, Stax, he, he, he put up a little bit of a fight. He did good. He told Shinsuke to bring it before he got that final Kinshasa. Wow. Shinsuke picked up the win, looked at Tony D, was like, hey, hey, where's my yin at? Where's my yin at? Where's, where's my money at? And, and young Tony found out he has somebody. He has, he has, a, he has a guy. He has a young up, up and coming. Family, the family's in good hands with stacks by his side. So that Shinsuke Nakamura returning to NXT is my highlight of Tuesday night NXT. A staple on the tripod for months. Months we saw pretty deadly. Yes, boy, in the boardroom. With the tripod favorites, hard R's. And the highlight, motherfuckers were wearing shirts. Oh, my God. Breaking. Well, 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 Breaking. Get it open. Get it open. They had clothes on for the first time ever. They tucked their 15 feet of dick in their pants. Getting classy to sign the contract for the tag team championship match for next week will be tag, tag team title Tuesday coming up. This week, uh, another honorable mention I want to say is the disdain that Booker T has for uh, Lizzo does. <laughs> so good, so good. He hates that motherfucker. <laughs> you see that tweet where somebody wrote Booker, that guy Booker T showing his <laughs> Booker T showing his homophobic. This, this ain't gonna go over good. Another funny line that uh, Booker had in there was when. Uh, Fucking uh, Vic gets way too excited about Halloween. 
Vic wants him and Book to dress like bacon and eggs. And Book says, tell me you didn't just say that. that. <laughs> but now we are moving on to the premium live events. Halloween Havoc happened yesterday, last night. Uh, man, what a fully loaded fucking pay-per-view this is. Here we go. Uh, we kick things off with a Chucky intro. I get the caveat already. <laughs> no, I was kidding. Uh, I wonder if the voice of Chucky has done anything else. How much is, is he getting voicing this Halloween Havoc? Uh, Fruit Bootyus and Shotzi kick things off uh, on stage. And now, uh, North American Championship ladder match. Uh, Mello versus White Collie versus Nathan Frazier versus Black Broccoli versus Oro Mensa. Trick Hefner on balcony intros Mello. Uh, Frazier and Oro fucking murder Mello with the ladder. Uh, Frazier, the star of the start of this match, first to go for the title as well. Oro stops him. Book mentions when Joey Mercury got his face fucked by a ladder back in the day. Uh, White Kali there taking up space. Uh, ladder shenanigans cue the not censored holy shit chants. God, I got a lot of notes. Uh, trick positions ladder under Oro's head so Mello can hit that no-look rebound leg drop. Fucking Nathan did a backflipping Russian leg sweep off the second rope, and both men land on the end of a ladder. That looked like it hurt like a motherfucker. Like a motherfucker. Uh, Trick Willie tossed Oro off top of the ladder. Looked like Oro may have undershot the landing and hit his head on the on the ring apron. Ring. He almost died. Uh, everyone checked on him like right afterwards. He uh, he was okay apparently. Uh, the guys are there waiting to catch him, but, you know, he he, he overshot it or undershot it. He undershot it. Yeah. Uh, Trick and Mr. Stone now try to get the title, giving Cesar the low-hanging fruit. First uh, of all, when he, threw, when he threw the cracker off the ladder, I got the low-hanging fruit. He interfered then. So. I'm just going to call him Orko. Orko's yeah. <laughs> still alive, thank God. Uh, White Collie throws ladder on the guys on the outside. Then he could have used it. He could have used it to climb. There, he even bypasses the ladder that was already in the ring. Idiot. To fucking make a ladder bridge. Uh, and I think he hit a fan with the fucking ladder with setting it yeah. up. Because yeah. I, I saw it in the family like this. Ah! And the whole yeah. crowd's like, asshole. Yeah. Um, bridge ladder barricade only to have Frazier splash White Kylie right through that fucking setup ladder. Uh, these fools going to need some Tylenol after this. Entire crowd and Earth don't want White Kylie to win. Holy yeah. mother of God, White Collie threw Wesley out of the ring onto announcer's table, which he did. He bounced off of. Talk about the holy shit moment of the whole pay-per-view. Uh, smash cut to all the fat fans and crowds with their O faces. Uh, mission now from everyone to take out White Collie. Frazier and Orko beat him down, then fight at top of ladder. Mello ends up climbing ladder, but Wesley lives. He takes down Mello. Uh, ladder was pushed through setup ladder, making bridge across ropes. Uh, Wes Meteora's mellow onto the ladder bridge. He falls out of the ring, though. He was trying not to. Uh, he did get himself back in to climb, to win, and new North American champion of Black Broccoli. I mean, yeah, how, how are you not going to give this to Beer Cheese? I, I gave this eight pretzels with the Beer Cheese. Uh, mellow don't miss. He puts on the show. This was a hell of a kickoff to fucking... Uh, Halloween Havoc, Cesar. Uh, what did you think of this incredible yeah. North American Championship ladder match? Uh, th this was a great match. I, I think I think you're lowballing it with the beer cheese. Um, I mean, with the the number you gave, you gave it beer cheese. I think you're lowballing a little bit. That's just opinions, though. We all got opinions. Like we all got assholes. 
You know what I'm saying? So who gives a shit? Uh, but this match was great. This was a great kickoff. So like you said, we got dudes like Mello don't miss. You got dudes like uh, Orko, uh, Ricochet with hair. Actually, yeah, Ricochet with hair because Ricochet's got power too. He's got power game too. You got this cracker Nathan Frazier, Flippy Dippy, uh, pretty much uh, Mexican Seth Rollins. No, I think Seth Rollins is Mexican. Whatever, you know what I mean by Mexican. Crack a hot flying, doing crack a shit everywhere. Uh, we don't care about white colleagues. And then, and then we got, yeah, we don't, we don't care. About and then we got your boy Wes, who uh, we know was out here in them streets uh, doing work. Uh, our great, great tag match. He's made a great transition to singles, single star. And uh, everybody got their shit in. And you know Wes had to win because we all know the rules. Man who takes the most punishment in these things is usually the asshole that's gonna win. Uh, uh, there's always there's always exceptions to the rule, i.e. the Grayson Waller from the other ladder match. Fucking broke his arm. <laughs> Fucking looked like he broke his arm. Uh, the Grayson Waller rule, if you want. Uh, Kevin Grimes did take some pain in that match, though. But um, uh, yeah, motherfucker got thrown from the rang. To the desk, bounce and bounce, bounce, and we all know the bouncing is what hurts. It ain't if he'd have landed and broke through flat, probably would have not as hurt as bad as the bounce and hitting the back barricade and then hitting the ground. Jesus, and this was only like five minutes after Orko almost killed himself undershotting yep. that spot with Trick Willie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought that cracker was dead, and then I was like, oh, I know this. There's a homicide. A white man has killed a Negro on TV, and Shawn Michaels probably had his dick out. And Stang definitely had his dick out if he was watching the product, because he just saw a white man uh, absolutely murder a Negro. Yeah, go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You racist the are. I made up for the whole thing when I hugged Wesley when he came to the back to make sure he doesn't sue. I mean, to show my love for him. Yeah, it's not like you about to kiss him, you brutally. I don't. Yeah, Suck but it. we all know how that match ended, you know, you racist fuck. It ended with nigga, oh nigga, in the middle of the rag with Mello and Wes. It wasn't, wasn't Mello, it wasn't Wes and Kali or Wes and that that you're that um European Maybe. nigga because he he European he more white than nigga and it didn't end with nature Frazier. No, it ended with nigga on nigga two hundred percent slaves on twenty three and me and in that rag them niggas take a twenty three and me test they just gonna send back a pound of cotton because that's how nigga they is okay they's a hundred percent field I know I know that's what you had planned the whole time you fuck boy you oh, had it planned. God. For nigga on nigga to end that match. And when one nigga putting another nigga through the ladder and a nigga grabbing that title, then you want to kiss him. You want to kiss him like he like you cotton candy. And this is your one of your house slaves on Django. You racist motherfucker. So Triple H gives you the point. You look cool. But now nah, you damn near making out with niggas in the backstage talking about, I love you, nigga. I ain't even gonna charge you for all the t-shirt. I'm gonna have the hard on. Pick all the cotton for your money. And we gonna put on shop.com. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in there the hard R's, even if they win the tag titles. They owe they owe you at least 30 pounds of cotton for your t-shirt that we gonna put on fucking uh shopzone.com. Slant eyes fuck. 
I know it was you. I seen you. I see you at every turn. See, you almost as bad as Stang. You ain't as bad as Stang. Stang be actually beating on niggas. But you ain't. You almost. Almost. Still, I gave this match. I had to give another match to Beer Cheese, even though I hated it. I had to I had to reach down to the soles of my mind. I hated the end of a certain match. But I had to give this the non, the mustard, the salt, and the, and the little, little cayenne pepper. Uh, so this is about hey, as close as I get. Your beer cheese? No, it did not. It did what not. It had the beer fuck? cheese. It had the beer cheese until I watched a certain match, and I went over that match. I had to watch them both back. I actually watched them both back again to make sure I made the right choice. And I'm like talking I the about right the choice. match. I'm thinking about. I had difficulty too, but because a certain someone was in it, I was yeah, like, yeah, nah, yeah, but 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 nah. I gotta I gotta I take that shit out. I gotta I take refuse. that shit out. I refuse. This <laughs> match. This match got the nine mustard, salt, and cayenne pepper sprinkled on that shit with the caramel sauce. Just, just, it was just this close, this close to getting the beer cheese. It. I can't believe it. Sticks, uh, what were your you thoughts? You gave it an eight. This was Latter a nine. Man. This was a nine. Disrespecting Mellow over here. Go ahead, Sticks. Disrespect Mellow. I gave it a nine. He gave it an eight. Disrespect. Well, gentlemen. I like these type of premium live events, especially when they start off a match like this, because I can go ahead and give it, give this my nine in the beer cheese. And after that, we're smooth sailing. But I'm just going to say this. Could you imagine? Like Cesar had brought up, I believe it was like two or three weeks ago. If instead of white Kali, we had fucking Axiom in this, could you so imagine the fucking shenanigans, the fucking spots, the near finishes, the the flips, the dips, the everything that we would have had? We would have had Axiom in this. I thought you were going to say Andre Chase. <laughs> it still would have been better. Still would have been better. Still would have been. All right. The only spot Greg Kali had was killing Wesley. That man, that made me actually go like, like I was clutching my pearls. I when I saw, I was like, you have to, bro, <laughs> bro. When I saw it, I go, I was like, no, oh, that nigga dead. That shit hurt. And that was, and that was the only. That was the only good thing that that Von Wagner was good for was just that spot. <clears throat> Outside of that, one spot. It could have been. You could have. You could have had him. Off the card, sit in the back and catering with Superman Stone to decide on what they were going to do next week. But this was a hell of an opener for Halloween Havoc. Everybody got their moves in, <clears throat> and um, it came down to the two men, one of them who I picked to win and obviously didn't, but who is ready for the main event roster. Raw, SmackDown. <clears throat> wherever he goes this man is ready but like you had already said this was the the beautiful not this was the the good ending to the wesley solo building him his way up to this match now as if it's the wesley that i know from from the rascals on impact this man's gonna do good in him and uh NXT as a solo guy. We're already seeing it. Now that he has the title, the spotlight's on him. 
Now it's time to go. And I, I can't wait to see him as North American champion. Maybe we're going to get maybe a few appearances on Raw and SmackDown as a guy to bring a little shine to face some, up, face some guys on Raw and SmackDown. That would help him out along with NXT. But uh, if I'm going to lose and have somebody have a wrestler win, it would be Wesley, and I can't wait to see where they go with him. And this match was a was a hell of a of a start for a Halloween Havoc. What was your official rating? Nine beer cheese. Okay, uh, at least we're saying. Uh, up next, the Druids bring out a casket. Uh, then we get Toxic A arrive at the Token NXT Haunted House. Uh, which I did not know was going to happen until the pre-show where they announced they saw Alba standing in front of it, uh, mm-hmm. speaking her English nonsense. Uh, JC scared. Well, she's Scottish, right? Uh, JC scared as the three head in with flashlights, which you know will stop working at some point. Uh, some dude in costume touches JC's shoulder and gets punched for it. It's going to be funny if Dex makes a cameo. We got to see the zombie ref, right? Uh, they split up just because that's that's that always works in horror movies, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, JC walks into weird screening with mannequins. Alba kidnaps her. Uh, Gigi walks into dining room where actual Chucky, motherfucking doll Chucky, <laughs> is in this fucking segment, motherfuckers. Alba gets her gets her and shoves her into a fridge. Uh, two down, one to go. Mandy walks by piano that plays like an organ. Alba finds her and hits her with bat. Dramatic music plays as they fight by a well. Uh, Alba shoves Mandy an SUV and beats down Gigi and JC once again. We lead into the casket match with Sticks. What do you think of the uh, the NXT Haunted House making its uh, third appearance on the third Halloween Havoc? Is it third or fourth? Third. 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 It's third, right? Okay. Third. Because <clears throat> Dexter was in the first two, right? Because mm-hmm. Cameron Grimes and then yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. This was this was good. I mean, this was something that I mean. I hope Halloween Havoc just as a pair of you as as something just specifically for this premium live event. I wouldn't mind seeing it. I mean, lean if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, lean into it. Let's go with it. It's and you can integrate it with uh with with a certain match i enjoyed it i thought it was good even jc made the made the comment of why why splitting up never works why are we doing this and mandy and Gigi basically told her quit being a quit being a scared cat we're gonna find her and if you find her scream yeah that that's gonna work out that always well. works that's always gonna works. work real well but uh it was a nice little 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 haunted house segment that we had in Halloween Havoc. I'm not mad at it. I was I was sports entertained with it, so I liked it. And you know, if they were black, one of them would have died. What a guy got. Caesar, I, I don't know why when I was watching this, I enjoy the haunted houses. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. My mind wandered for some reason, thinking, you remember when fucking Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton fought in like some kind of yeah. Remember it was like a broken down house or something. There's a refrigerator yeah, yeah. and shit. What, yeah, was yeah, yeah. what was that shit? That was like some haunted terror fuck shit. I'm gonna Google it right. <laughs> because you remember he, that sticks? God he damn it! Hold on. Because he set the thing on fire. And no, no, no. He set a he set Bray Wyatt's house on fire. 
where where Sister Abigail was. That's the house he set on fire. They fought in a fucking completely different house. It was like a Section Eight repossessed fucking. Yeah, everything was run down. It was like some open box fridge in there that was. It was trash. It was post Hurricane Katrina house. It was Uh, was a house that the Property Brothers weren't even going to touch the remodel. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know why I just thought of that, but uh, yeah, that that was man. Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton have been through some kooky ass fucking storylines and matches. I wonder if they're like best friends in real life or some shit. House of, House of Horrors match. Yeah, there you go. There you go. House of Horrors. <laughs> yep. Well, uh, sorry, I digress, Cesar. What did you think of this uh, Haunted House segment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, was, sports, I was sports entertained uh, with it as well. Uh, yeah, they, they they ride up there in the range. They just left the keys in there. But you mean tell me you in, you in Florida, bitch, driving up to a creepy-ass haunted house in a Range Rover. Let's let's uh just for just for shit take Andrea can probably regale you guys by getting the creepy eyeball while I just Google something right quick. Range Rover cost me. Yes, Cesar. We got that haunted house on a hell of a deal. It was buried on a bunch of migrants' bodies. I mean, it was it was cheap in the foreclosure of 2018. We got all right, we good. I Googled it. Yeah, bitch rolled up. In a hundred thousand dollar car and left the keys in it running in Florida, in probably a bad part of Florida because they were in Orlando. Orlando's kind of like New Orleans. There's white side and black side. It ain't no haunted house in the white side of fucking uh, Florida unless there's eighteen crackers working in it, probably making twelve dollars an hour, complaining and probably linked to Disneyland because they run shit down there. So yeah, this this is very plausible that a hundred thousand dollar car just gonna be sitting there. You see three white bitches get out of it and to go fight another white bitch inside of the house. So let, let's let's be real. Let's be real. But I was sports put, entertained. Put some Keith Lee stink on that white yeah. bitch. <laughs> yeah, white. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you got to take this shit with a grain of salt, like you take Mellow and that bullshit barbershop. That, but I digress. I, I don't want to go there right now. I digress. That has nothing to do with this. He already lost. I'm not going to shit on him again. Uh, but yeah, okay. But yeah, I was sports entertained, and then this bitch. This bitch, you know, she got see her bat is red because she uh, she's, she's she's almost getting racist. She she feels the hate. Red is for the hate, like Doc Vader is flowing through it. She gonna just start getting racist soon. She's lucky there's just a lot of white people in NXT because if this was this was like Lash Legend, Lash Legend, she'd hit that bitch in the head with the bat. So let's be honest, let's be honest. She'd channel her her inner Stang, hit that bitch in the head. And let Chucky like stab her in the neck 18 times and put it up her butt or something. I don't know. But see, she hitting bitches with bats and shit and kidnapping bitches. I mean, she she also that's assault and battery, kidnapping, grand theft auto, stole the bitch car. Probably ain't put no gas in it. Mandy left her running. I don't know how many miles to the gallon of the range gets. You know, bitch could have been driving it around all day. You know, Mandy ain't changing the oil in that bitch. Yeah, I, I said it. I said it. Y'all women don't take care of your cars. I said it. You know, shit probably got shit probably got like eighty five thousand miles on it. You know, Mandy ain't never had an oil change in that motherfucker. Fucking Starbucks, you know cu- Starbucks cups all over the ground. Yeah, and- you know, right? All Starbucks cups and water bottles all over the back seat. It's probably an electric Range Rover, probably. <laughs> you, you know what you dare? If it's electric Range, it's probably one hundred twenty grand. But yeah, it it, it, it passed some time while the, while the Druids. 
we we gonna talk about that when we get there. While the Druids uh, set up the uh, casket for the casket match. Speaking of which, the casket match, it's Afro Strange versus Grayson Waller. Uh, pretty even match to start. They fight up the stage by the wheel. Uh, Book said at some point, don't sleep on this kid, Nathan Waller. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see that shit. Uh, they fight over towards the announcer's desk. This is where Grayson stabs Apollo's eye with Vic's pin. Do you feel some blame for that? Book asked Vic. Uh, looks like Apollo was trying to suplex Grayson off turnbuckle through casket, but Grayson attacks I again and shoves Apollo through the casket. Who wins? Lights out. Apollo gone. Comes back with druids and backup casket. Uh, Waller likes anime women sign in the audience, I noticed. Uh, Apollo goes nuts on Grayson, rolls Grayson into new casket. Uh, Grayson escapes and fights Apollo in the casket. They both in casket. Apollo tosses Grayson out of casket onto floor. Frog splashes him. Grayson able to save himself from casket with a rolling stunner. Uh, mocks the Undertaker. Apollo able to counter his fuck shit. I like how there's pillows in the casket, by the way. Uh, Apollo slams Grayson in the casket. Apollo slams door shut. He wins. Six pretzels. Uh, Cesar, what'd you think of this casket match? I think book well, deserves, actually, yeah, I wrote, book I deserves like, all the pretzels for this. Oh, shit. Oh, you said casket again. I just kept sipping every time you said casket. <clears throat> and then a real casket. No. Yeah, eat a dick. It's my turn. Uh, I gave this a six as well. It wasn't really super impressive. I still don't know how this nigga gets more powers. How does he have druid control of powers? How does nigga disappear? Well, I know how he disappeared when it turned the lights out. His dark ass just, like, got out of the casket. But you can't see this nigga. Cause he's wearing black pants and he's darker. He's darker than a uh, fucking midnight. So they turned the lights out and he just didn't smile or probably closed his eyes. So you couldn't see any white in his face. And then he just, yeah, he just ran away like a goddamn Batman. Or some fuck shit. Then yeah, he got, he got 12 more druids walking some dead ass casket out. He's halfway up the ramp. You know what I'm saying? Eating some chicken, hanging out with the fans, signing autographs. I was like, what? Nick, Nick was just dead like two minutes ago. Like, it's only been, like, you know, two minutes in the dark. Grayson Waller don't know what the fuck's going on. He's stuck on the top because he don't want to slip and bust his ass. Now these crackers got a whole new casket out. They're fighting and shit. Yeah, I, I mean, it was all right. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't nothing special. Nothing to write home to mom about. Shit, I, don't, I think niggas was probably taking a piss during this jank. Especially, you know, I'd just been pissing right there. Somebody's back when they turn the lights out. I don't know if you do. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was all right. This was a pretty underwhelming um, conclusion to this fucking, I guess it has to be concluded, right? Uh, what did well, they're, this, uh, technically, they're only one and one, one, one. So they haven't had a third match. They're one and one. So, yeah. Might get a third match. What'd you think, Sticks? Uh, I gave this five. And that's basically only because of, of Booker's announcing. I mean, the, 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 the when he threw him through the casket, Booker's like, that's over. It's over. Grayson win. It was like, Vic's like, no, he's got to close the lid on him. Well, it should be over. I mean, he put him in. Like, no, 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 no. Hold on, man. No, hold on, man. No, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? This is over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then we had the, the lights out. And then 
Afro Strange standing in front of a bunch of dudes. I mean, it's like, this man, is this Dark Taker? I mean, is this is this the this is the Dark Taker? I mean, then as they they gotta they had to move them and have the action on the other side of the ring as the as the druids bring the the new casket, move the old casket, broken one out of the way, move the new one in. And yeah, like you said, I mean, there wasn't very much that stood out in this, even like move wise or anything. I mean, we you could kind of you kind of knew going in this match, unless they're super, super really behind Grayson, but they're not gonna do that to, to Apollo. You knew Apollo was gonna win this. And he did threw him in that deluxe triple XL casket that you may try to find you may try to find that at Walmart or Lowe's, but you damn well know as soon as that thing hits the website, it's already sold out within two minutes of it hitting the website. Mm-hmm. So I mean this this obviously evens the score. So maybe we're gonna get a conclusion on on NXT TV or maybe we'll get another one at at a pair view in the future, but like you said, very underwhelming into this match and just as underwhelming in itself. Like you, like you didn't know what kind of match they had unless you watched the, the pre-show pre- probably, right? Yeah. Cause they spun the wheel during the pre-show. And of course, one time I don't, I don't watch the pre-show. I didn't watch it either. Why were they bringing out? I was like, Oh, okay. Shit. I guess they did. I guess they went ahead and did this shit going forward. I didn't know if it'd be mm. one of those fun right before both guys walked out. But like you said, very underwhelming. And I guess congrats to Apollo for evening the score. You know, shame on me. I should have noticed when they brought, you know, when you go to your local supermarket and they have all those generic ass pinatas hanging up there, like it looks like the flash, like, but he, he survived a fire. Like the, the fucking, the, the first casket they brought out looked like one of those generic fucking pinatas. I was like, yeah, it looked janky as fuck when they brought out. I ain't holding nobody. It, yeah, <laughs> it looked like a generic pinata. We all should have realized that was uh, not the real one. But up next, it's Chase U segment. And guess who's a transfer student? Old Dookie. He, he doesn't have a gig anymore. He's out from under the table. So now, yeah. motherfuckers in Chase you, uh, Bro- Bodie is all kinds of upset. Uh, Duke answered a uh, Halloween Havoc trivia question, and I guess he's the new star student favorite of Chase U, but Bodie ain't having it. Uh, I, I like that. I like that. Uh, it's pretty cool. It gives Duke something to do. Uh, yeah. Pretty deadly with Kinsey backstage. Uh, Katana and Caden approach. They talk about Tag Team Tuesday. Sticks. Side play check. <laughs> Uh, next, it's the Weapons Wild Match. It's Cora Jade versus Roxanne Perez. Uh, Cora armed with Malik's blade headed to the ring. Roxy drags out trash can containing a skateboard. Uh, Cora keeps tossing shit at Roxy and she bats it away with the skateboard. Uh, Roxy beats Cora on the skateboard and wills her ass out of the ring. Uh, Cora uses Brandon's cool spray in Roxy's eyes after hiding under the ring. Uh, so far, only unconventional weapon is the skateboard. Not so wild yet. Cora stuffs Roxy in trash cans and beats her out of the ring. She kind of lands head first outside on the trash can a little awkwardly uh, while still in the trash can. Uh, Cora uses rope to rip at the face of Roxy on outside. Attempts to use a chain. Shit, the UPS guy is here with my man. <laughs> 
<laughs> I missed some of this match because I was getting my mangria. Uh, Cora and Roxy fight their way to the balcony. Uh, oh, they so you really had a mangria moment then. I had a legit yeah, yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they fight on the balcony. Uh, someone getting tossed off that shit, right? Uh, shades of Chompa and Gargano match from years prior. Uh, they both fall together because Roxy hesitated. You can see Cora do the I'm okay tap signal. The Roxy is just kind of cool. Uh, they end up back in the ring. Roxy back body drops Cora on pile of chairs, then pop rocks her on top of the chairs for the win. It was a decent match. It's pretty decent. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I gave it seven pretzels. I, I enjoyed this match. Uh, Sticks, what did you think of this Weapons Wild match? I totally agree with you. I gave this seven myself. I thought it was a really, I thought it was a good match. I thought it, I don't know if you want to say it kind of, it was a good follow-up because it kind of brought a little bit back into the crowd after the Apollo Grayson match. I thought, I thought it was really good between both girls. I mean, there's chemistry there. You had the, the weird uh, toss out with uh, Roxanne in the, the garbage can out outside the ring. But uh, I, I liked the, I liked it because a lot of people were like, why did she, instead of like tossing Cora out, why did she jump off with her? I mean, you saw the symmetry, like, because even at the end, like, she, Cora's like, I, you were never my friend. And Roxy looked at her and said, you are always my friend. I like how they tied that in, how mm -hmm. Roxy still was like, yeah, she was my best friend. Like, I never, I never thought of her as, as someone who was going to, I never thought of her less than my friend. So I thought that was neat throughout the match. The action was good between both. So I thought it was a really, I thought it was a good match for both these girls. And I guess why I gave a seven. Julius Caesar, your thoughts. Did the weapons get wild enough for you? Fuck no. But uh, it was still a good match. So I gave it actually seven in the salt. Um, I thought it was a real good match between both ladies. You know, as we say, you know, when, when, when your friend's off camera, you know, you can get a little different. Like, Cora, Cora was throwing shit, and Roxy was smacking the fuck out of it. I was like, holy bitch, can you slap them trash can lids? Them shits will fly like Frisbee. You hit a goddamn fan in the front seat. Next thing you know, this nigga got tickets for life. So next time, you know, Galax act up, and the police come in, now that Mexican man's going to jail because he got hit in the head with a fucking trash can. But I digress. That was a lot. That was a different show. We already covered that. You know, miracles don't happen every day. I thought the uh, I thought the spot off the top was cool. Yeah, giving the old tap, showing you're okay. Uh, yeah, I, I was I wasn't mad at anything in the match. Everything I think flowed great. They had great stuff inside the ring, outside the ring. And yeah, like Stick said, you pull the drama and the story back into it with them being friends, and then she hitting the old pop rocks for the dub. I even thought the skateboard was a great. Callback as well. That's where their friendship ended. Or I had the skateboard, but they're still tag team champion. Roxy brings it out. Little, you know, little mind fuckery, if you will, to get up in there. And then uh yeah, Roxy uh, hits the old pop rocks. I gave a seven assault. I was I was sports entertained and I thought they had a great match. Cesar, have you ever had pop rocks or is that the lane of the white man? I've had pop rocks before. What'd you think? Do you when was the last time you had them? How the fuck would I know? It's been yours. Well, it's been decades probably since I've had Pop Rocks. I would say 20 years, maybe 25 years since I've had Pop Rocks. Uh, speaking of Pop Rocks, have you have you not been on my Instagram lately and watched my last reel? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Fuck. 
Follow. Well, I'll put the tags at the end. Yeah. Oh my god, dude! I forgot that was an actual commercial. That was fucking funny, dude. Oh my god, that was an actual commercial. Sticks was like the first person to like it. Like, are you gonna change my grade? Oh, this is gonna take all day. (laughs) Yeah, bitch, hit him with the pop rock. That was fucking awesome. Sticks, uh, have you had pop rocks in the last two decades? Yeah, I had them probably about four or five years ago. Just because I always. I always make it when I go to the gas station. I always like to make it take a trip down memory lane in the candy aisle. I just yeah, pop rocks at the gas station. Goddamn right they did. No. I don't the remember what gas crazy. was. It was I think it was one of those that like maybe one one hobo town out of like five states has. But I first saw it. I'm like, you know what? What's I'll fuck with it. Let's try this out. Yeah, it still wasn't too bad. I don't mind it. I didn't mind it. I was huge. I mean, it's like that. That shooting, see that shit brings back nostalgia. So I was like, yeah, fuck it. Let's do this shit while I'm da- driving down the road. So it wasn't bad. I didn't mind it. My trip down memory lane is a uh, big league two and yeah. uh, and the Mamba. Remember Mamba? The, the, Hell yeah. Like, uh, the- my God, I still pick that shit up for my girlfriend. I still pick the- that shit up for my girlfriend. She loves Mambas. They're the poor man Starburst. <laughs> yeah. Goddamn They're still right. Good. They're still good. Oh God, you're right. Hey, sticks, are. sticks. You, my boy, so I'm gonna give you a pass on that. But you said my girlfriend still loves Mamba, and I'm gonna be like that black Mamba. Yeah, yeah. she love that shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's huh? she's a Devin Booker fan, so that's kind of. Hey, all the what is with white woman and Devin Booker? What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? You know. Up next, fucking Chucky has shown up three times tonight. But not in the Grayson and Apollo match. Fuck you, Cabbage Patch of Ginger. Uh, Shotzi and Beetlejuice gear all excited in the ring. Uh, Lizzo Dust as a fat-ass banana. So racist? Uh, Wendy Williams out to interrupt. Wendy- It'd only be racist if he was a monkey. <laughs> Wendy- it Wendy- would have been like the fucking Wizard of Oz. Wendy- yeah, oh, flying monkey. The the yeah. uh, she doesn't want to have a SmackDown chick as a host. Uh, Shotzi attacks. Lizzo does screams world star and time was officially killed. Uh, yeah. This Tuesday, we're going to find out who Red Riding Hood is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cesar, do you want to, or Sticks, either of you want to comment on that? Uh, Shotzi, Beetlejuice, Wendy Williams, or uh, guesses on Red Riding Hood? I've got no clue. Up next, it's the ambulance match. It's Julius Creed versus Damon, armed with Julius' chair. That better be in the next game. Because Cesar is going to be having that whooping everyone's ass. Everyone's monkey ass. Just a chair. (laughs) Julius going Green Goblin on Damon's ass, tossing pumpkins and fucking him up. Uh, Julius trying to get this done quick, but Damon uses crutch to prevent uh, ambulance door to shut. The action once again finds its way to announce desk. This is the strongest announce desk they've ever had ever, in the history. Ever had. They WWE. built this shit for tough. Uh, back to ambulance. Damon slams ambulance door on Julius's head and shoulder. Uh, Julius kicks the door in Damon's face. Uh, Damon urinagi to Julius on the steel steps and ring. Uh, Linda's wheelchair used to trap Damon as Julius shoves him face first in the ring steps that were in ring. A stretcher comes into play as well. Uh, Julius throws ring bell at Damon, who blocks it with Julius' chair. Uh, he then launches it at fucking Julius. I don't know where it landed. Hopefully, he didn't kill another fan. 
Yeah. Uh, Damon tosses Julius in laundry cart and rams him into the ambulance, tosses him in, but Julius blocks door with his hands uh, multiple times. A burst of adrenaline, Julius then starts fucking him up. Julius attacks with Julius' chair, another JC, uh, multiple times. Uh, Book calls him Aaron Judge. Uh, Jesus clotheslines Julius' chair into Damon's face and tosses him in the ambulance for the win. No Roddy, uh, the Diamond Mines celebrate. A pretty damn good ambulance match. I gave it seven pretzels with the mustard. Uh, Cesar, so what did you think of the ambulance match? So I gave it seven as well, but I just gave it a straight seven. Uh, yes, it was a really good match, and I did enjoy the match, but these motherfuckers was getting a little bit too care, uh, careless going around, throwing the chairs. It looked like a lot of the shots they were hitting for real uh, are just they wanted to make it look, I guess, tough and stiff. And I'm totally fine with that. But then a lot of it seemed like it was just drawn up on adrenaline because they were they were hitting each other pretty hard. Yeah, the spot that motherfucker's crazy. That's some white people crazy shit. The spot where he slammed his fucking hands in the door. That uh, yeah, that was painful to watch. I I want to know if there was like some kind of like rubber adhesive inside the door just because we couldn't see at the angle. So maybe it didn't like you know hurt as bad. I know he had one hand like taped up. Uh. I mean, like, I'm, I'm all for you. Like, you want to do what you want to do for, like, but no need to, like, try to seriously injure yourself for making spots look cool. You know, that's kind of some... Check and see if Stang is around. That's kind of some ATW shit, uh, doing spots for spots. He said it! Get him, Sting! Yeah, I bet, I bet <laughs> your crack ass would, you bitch. Uh, so, as I mean, so for that, I took, I took a lot... I took a little... Yeah, yeah. You can't even say the dumb shit you want to say. But no, no, I thought it was kind of like some of those uh, just uh, spots for spots. Yeah, throwing, throwing. Look, you can throw regular chairs, but don't go throwing them five-point fucking announcer chairs. Fuck wrong with y'all. And even when they were throwing each other on the tables, they were just like throwing each other crazy. Like there was no like nice place to laugh. There's no way to why, – why injure yourself possibly – shorten your career for one match uh so especially with like no title on the line or anything uh so for that i gave it a seven i thought it was a good match but i, th- I thought maybe on this one they need to tone it down a little bit and be a little safer because no, no one no one wants to see you have some crazy ass match and then you end up on the shelf for eight months that's what happens when you sign that other contract this need to keep around stay around uh but yeah, other than that, I thought it was a good match. Well, sticks. I mean, you can't imagine that the the match that Brutus and Damon are gonna have. Like Brutus is gonna feel sorry for him and be like, "Look, I'll just end this quick because I saw what happened to you." Yeah. <laughs> uh, what did you What do you think uh, of this ambulance match? Uh, I gave this seven in the salt. I thought this was a good match. Uh, I thought it was a good match for both guys as singles. I mean, we hadn't seen Damon in a singles match very, very much. I think we saw this might be like a second or third singles match. This was really good. I mean, they they put the Julius can show he's got the, he's got the swagger. He's got the confidence as being, being the guy in that tag team. And it's shined in this singles match for him. 
Um, this was really good. Both guys, like like Cesar said, they they pulled no punches. I mean, they were they were they legit looked like they hated each other the way they were going at each other with this match, which I kind of I kind of like because every once in a while, if you watch some matches, you can kind of see someone pull up on like maybe a chair shot or anything like that. So like they went all in on that they didn't like each other and that they both hated each other. But this was a really good match for both guys. Seven in the Salt, Creed Brothers, they're still in NXT. Now Damon Kemp's gotta gotta go back to the lab and work out, figure out where everything went wrong and go forward as a singles guy. Well, Cesar, they must be best friends because they did not hold back on each other. These motherfuckers is hitting. Uh, as the ambulance was leaving, we had that hundred thousand dollar fucking car show up with Alba and uh, Mandy. They came back to the arena for the NXT Women's Championship match. It's Mandy Rose versus Alba Fire. I can't imagine this match lasting too long. Uh, Mandy has a lot of fight left in her. Uh, Book says Mandy looking good. Uh, Gigi and JC Ubered from Haunted House to Arena. I'm assuming. Uh, I gotta take a bitch wrong. Vic says someone should check on Wade the Fade. <laughs> oh, because Mandy was getting that ass whipped. After uh, after he's beaten off four times, he's now probably worried for Mandy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alba with the swanton and cover, but Toxic A pulled the ref out. Alba takes out Toxic A, but they knock the ref out. Alba with the gory bomb, but no ref. Toxic A attack. Mandy running knee for the retain. The numbers game always wins. I gave it five pretzels for the match, but I enjoyed the haunted house a little bit more. Seven pretzels for the haunted house. Uh, Sticks, what'd you think of this uh, women's championship match? As a whole, even with the haunted house segments of that, I gave it a six. Um, you knew when they took off with uh, Gigi and JC yelling in front of the haunted house, they were going to somehow find a way to make it back to, to at least try to help Mandy win. Uh, the culmination of this, you had the you had the fuckery with with JC and Gigi come back, ref getting knocked out, uh, Alba Alba doing everything she needed to do to win, gets the gets the finisher, but no ref, and uh, Mandy being able to take advantage with the numbers, hits the runny hits the kiss from a rose or kiss by a rose, mm-hmm. got the one two three. Not a bad women's match. I, I mean, I probably would have had it maybe. I don't know if I would have had it this far up in the card, but obviously with the women's championship, that you got to – it's one of the top – it's the top women's title in NXT, so I understand it. But you I gave the illusion that bitch was driving for a while to get yeah. back to the rank. Yeah, that's the other thing too. I mean, but I gave it six. I mean, it was an it was okay match from, from all the segments of the match. It wasn't too bad. I mean, it wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. So six. Well, Cesar, if you think about it, Mandy, Alba, Gigi, and JC got the most screen time of yeah, anybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what did you think of this NXT women? That shows you how much they love them. They yeah. got that much time. But uh, what did yeah. you think of this uh, championship match? Uh, I gave it six in the mustard. Um, I thought I thought it was a pretty good match as well. So I thought Sonya Deville would be at the. Yeah, at the um, arena because Gigi and JC got left, or like somehow Sonya would just go pick them up and then bring them all back. Um, either yeah, way, yeah, they made their way back. 
And then yeah, the match the match was always fine. You know, Mandy Mandy ain't been having bad matches since she's been in NXT. She's had some pretty solid ass matches, especially defending her title. And then yeah, she won it at a Halloween Havoc, so of course she still gets the victory here. Um, it was 60-40 for me when I was picking the voting. And that video I sent you guys up, I thought Alba might be the one to do it because I was like, oh, no, she won it at a Halloween Havoc. So maybe they'll pull that trigger and make her lose it at a Halloween Havoc. Um, but no, I, I thought it was a good match. And overall, yeah, I gave it six pluses. If I would have had Styx pick first, we would have tied Cesar because Styx made a, a very compelling argument for his vote. I was like, fuck, fuck, that's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> Roxy, no, no, I, I Roxy will be thrown, Mandy. Yeah, I watched back the video and I was like, damn, yeah, she sticks on that same page. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, next, Zoe and Nikita with Kenzie. They hyped the hard R's approach, excited as well. Uh, they're off to test the sturdiness of that 15 feet of dick. And yep. now it's time for the main event for the NXT Championship. Caesar's beer cheese match. It's Jan Maker versus Dragonoff versus Jumongous Dome. Uh, he's done violating the NXT logo. Now, Braun takes a shovel to the cardboard tombstones of Dragonoff and JD. Uh, Dragonoff and Braun both want to beat down JD. Uh, they butt heads over it. Dragonoff and JD chop each other's nipples off. JD is impressive as always. Uh, Braun's timing is way off on the Dragonoff JD wrestling leg sweep spot. Uh, JD sneaking in, uh, ruining Braun's momentum is pretty damn funny. That's what you do when you want to cheat in the fucking 2K video game. You wait for the two guys to do all the work, then you sneak yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dragonoff with the hammer and anvil elbows to JD. Uh, Regal is currently rubbing one out to this, using Excalibur's mask to clean up his English pudding. Uh, Dragonoff gonna, going coast to coast on JD and Braun in the corner. JD just watches Dragonoff and Braun fight, then applauds uh, when they kill each other. JD then uh, ping-ponged between the two. Braun and Dragonoff then face off again until Jumungus uses that wrecking ball head to clobber Braun in the face. Braun Frankensteiner's JD off the top rope into Dragonoff, who turns it into a sit-down powerbomb. Uh, these three then beat the holy hell out of each other. What a fucking match. This is Braun Breaker's best match since he's been in NXT because easily. of and fucking Easily. 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 Uh, Braun needs to thank these two for this match. Uh, Dragonoff stiff-ass forearm to Braun laying on mat. Uh, 450 by JD to Dragonoff. Brainbuster to Braun by JD. Jesus, Braun German's Dragonoff, who was holding on to JD, making JD just flip over and land on his face. Uh, Braun near fall after Gorilla Press power slam to Dragonoff, but at old Wiley JD uh, tossed him out for a two and three quarters. Dragonoff counters Braun's spear with the knee. Hits Centon, Torpedo, almost a three count, but that wily JD catches the ref's arm. Running Spanish fly by JD to Dragonoff on the outside. Uh, Book has a massive heart on for JD. Oh, this boy, this boy got potential. Uh, yeah. Dragonoff. This boy just made my top five. <laughs> Dragonoff Torpedo to JD. And when he lands on the outside, his head fucking bounced off the floor which I told Cesar in the chat that was it for him. Uh, Braun and Dragonoff fight it out in the ring. Uh, Braun counters Torpedo into Spear for the win and retain. Shit. The social experiment failed. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but man, it was really difficult not to give this one the beer cheese only because Braun retained. I hate that fuck, but respectably, I gave it eight pretzels with the mustard. Uh, Cesar, your thoughts on the main events for Halloween? This, this match, yeah, as you said, this nigga Braun, he needs to go in the back, punch Corjay in the face, and at the same time, suck the dick of Jumungus Dome and the damn Czar at the same damn time. Because this was his best match ever in the history of NXT. And and while while I hate the, the person who won, I hate it. I saw it coming. Soon as soon as you, you know what you know why this match got the beer cheese? You know why this match got the beer cheese? JD said he was going to do what exactly what he did. He let them fight each other at times. He let them beat each other up at times. And that spot where he jumped back in the ring and caught the ref's hand and said, he said he was going to mentally defeat these guys. And the look on the czar's face when he caught that shit. And this, the JD, JD gave this shit the beer cheese. It wasn't Braun, it wasn't the czar. And we know how much I like the czar. It was fucking JD and the shit he was doing. The crowd was cheering for fucking yeah. JD. Yeah, they were cheering for the Jabungus. They were cheering for the Czar. They were cheering for anybody but Braun. <laughs> Nobody cares about Braun. Braun, Braun piece of shit. He needs to go away. But yes, every time JD thought he had the Czar with the devil inside, the Czar, like, oh, he hit him with the hit him with the two Germans. And then Braun came in. And then, yeah, they did the triple, the double German, I guess. Yeah, what that fucker, uh, he hit Braun. No, Braun hit uh, the Czar, but the Czar, no, no. Czar hit Braun, went for the pin, kicked out. As soon as he kicked out, Jay-Z hit, JD hit the 450. Yep. Damn, these spots were good. These were great spots with perfect timing. Yeah, like I said, like you said, Braun was fucking it up half the time because he ain't got perfect time. But he, he, he's, he's still like, what, year one? He's still in year one. But these guys were showing you how great they were. And if you didn't watch NXT UK, but you got the cock, get your bitch ass back up there and go watch this shit. Because if that man, if JD, if fucking Nathan, if fucking Axiom, a.k.a. A-Kid, if fucking Tyler Driver, and fucking uh, the Czar, and fucking Gunther, back when he was known as Walter, won't do it for you. And you're a punk ass bitch and you don't know shit about wrestling. Them boys, and 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 uh, and oh, the, the legend himself, Stallion Pete, won't doing it for you. Get your bitch ass, get your bitch ass on the cock. Just start from, just start from uh, fucking episode one and watch you stupid bitch on your day off. Cause them shits was they crackers was putting on classics. They was putting on bangers upon bangers upon bangers upon bangers before it was a thing. And that other fuckers from there too. He was putting on bangers with Stallion Pete before you knew what bangers on bangers were. Shit, a classic banger you know was probably prom night knocking in the back seat when you only had five minutes of stroke with your bitch ass because the old girl had the gorilla grip and you didn't know what the fuck you were doing. But anyway, this match was so damn good. And now, Mangria, Troy, put up the intro. Because you know what's coming. It's the season premiere. And it's about to go down. 
And now it's time for Hail Caesar Tangent of the Week. See, this is what's wrong with fucking NXT. You got a fucking 10 star match with two great guys and a guy who's all right, but he's boring as shit. And the czar said it himself uh, the moment before. We only talked about highlights. We didn't talk about the whole show. You want to watch the whole show, get on the cock, watch that shit. But the last triple threat this fucker was in, he lost the title. And he should have lost the title this week. Going into that match, I was with the czar. 100%, you got to give it to the czar. During that match, that fucker JD won me over. He won me over, and I was 50-50. I didn't care who won that piece of shit. So for the guys keeping it home, NXT likes to play these games where shit happens. Mello lost his title win at the last five-man ladder match last year around WrestleMania. That's when Mello missed, and he lost. What happened this time? A five-man ladder match, and he lost again. Keep it in theme. Mandy won that title at Halloween Havoc. And then she won her title again this time at Halloween Havoc. And then you could have completed the fucking set. You could have gave the fucking people what they fucking wanted. You could have brought back the czar who never lost his title. He had an injury. He had to give it up. The titles refused. It should have been the czar versus fucking fucking Braun. But it was Tyler Driver. They had a great match because Tyler Driver is the fucking man. And we know that shit. And then you finally had a triple threat. It finally had the dumb broad make the comment of Uncle Scott doing the math. You finally had all this shit leading up perfect. And, and you gave it to Dolph last out, out of anybody. Oh, shitty. But anyway, you gave it to Dolph. You mean to tell me you couldn't give it to Jamungus Dome? Give him his first heavyweight title? That man was playing those crackers for three weeks doing the mind games, flipping them out. He, even Kevin Owens called him creepy fucking week before. And even even he stepped to the back and they fought each other. And then he just caught a headbutt from the czar. The czar gave it to a fucking brawn breaker as well. And then you had it perfectly lined up. We're going to won that match. Don't get me wrong. This match is great for false finishes, spots, everything. You had some of the best false finishes, the best spots. And you give it back to this boring bitch. And what, what are you going to do with him? What, what can you? He is literally beating everybody there. Literally, it's it you 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 made it perfect for Melo. Melo when he beat Ricochet had jerseys outside the ring, and then what happened? He lost to Solo, and then what happened? You put it in a ladder match, and he didn't win it back. Smart fucking play. But you want to do this dumb shit with Braun week after week? He's beating everybody week after week, and now he literally has no competition left. Unless it's Melo. Unless Melo moves up. Tony D's hurt. He can't fight him. He already beat uh, the cracker and Jism, who's hot garbage. He whooped his monkey ass. Was Cameron Grimes going to pay him to take the belt off? I don't know. And then go to the moon and jerk off on it? Fuck if I know. That's the only other option we got. No, well, that's right. I forgot. He beat Cameron Grimes, so he can't even pay him to take the belt off. That's a bullshit. Now you have dudes like the Czar and JD. If you have the Czar one-on-one and he wins, I, I, I'm not going to like it as much because this match was great. A one-on-one with the czar would be good. It's probably not going to beat this match because we know Braun is gone and he's shit. The only thing, only chance you had was having Braun win this, maybe having a one-on-one, having Braun lose this, maybe having a one-on-one with whoever won, which could have been in December 
or January, and then have Braun go into the Rumble and then like show up on Raw or SmackDown. Maybe having a good show to get him strong in the Rumble and then show up on Raw or SmackDown, and then he's done. That's totally fine. There's a new champion in NXT. Y'all dropped the bag on this. And yes, I did say this was the best match of the night, and it's because of two-thirds of the people in this match, not because of that fucker who still owns the title. That is complete shit. But yeah, that, that's it. That's all I got. Y'all had the perfect match. It could have had the perfect ending with this fucking pay-per-view, and you shit the bed. You fumbled the bag. I'd rather you had nigga on nigga in the main event, you crusty-eyed bitch. But no, you got this Crack a yawn. Man. Put that eye down, man. Great. I see you grabbing for it. Put that goddamn eye down. Uh, you got this boring-ass cracker who's just going to come out again. I told you. I told you. Over my dead body. Over my dead body. Shoot this nigga. Shoot this nigga in the middle of the ring and I can turn this fucking wrestling shit off. I can quit spending my Sundays uh, talking to you assholes and watch football. Shoot this nigga in the ring so I can retire from watching wrestling. The shit is boring. That's all I got to say about that. That being said, Cesar has no thoughts on the subject. Uh, Sticks, we're coming. <laughs> bring us home on a Halloween Havoc here, the main event. Well, I gave this eight in the mustard, and this match was good. I mean, like Cesar, Cesar and yourself has said, two-thirds of these guys fucking showed up, showed out. And like we had talked about going into this, if you're not going to pull the trigger on the title change, then win. Like, what is your, like, even, even as a fan of Mellow, it's not going to be that good as if you would have pulled it now. Like Cesar just said, if you go into, you go with, with Dragonoff, like, I don't know, I think they announced they got one more NXT premium live event in December. Like, if you, you better have an ace in the sleeve Something that's going to be like, oh, fuck, this is going to be good. If you don't have that, then you drop the ball, you fucked up, and you, whatever you're going to choose to do with it isn't going to be as good as what you would have done if you would have pulled the trigger at Halloween Habit. I mean, this guy, you could have you could have had him lose. You could have had him come back maybe like in a week or two, go one-on-one, -on -one, get his rematch. And you could have had him lose, and you could have had him sail off to either the main roster, or you could have had him off TV leading up to the Royal Rumble. Then make a huge debut at the Royal Rumble, be like one of the top four or five, last four or five guys left, and then choose which brain you want him on, have him show up that following, that following Monday or Friday, and then you roll with it. But you, I mean, what is it? What is it you're going to pull? What's What's the card that you got here for this? Because Dragonoff and Jamunga's Dome were the two brightest spots of this. Like you said, Jamunga's Dome, he, he told you what he was going to do. He called his shot, and he did it every time he could in that match. And Dragonoff, like Cesar said, if you haven't watched fucking UK, you, go back and watch it because you knew what you were going to get with this guy. I mean, this guy went toe-to-toe -to -toe with fucking – Gunther, a.k.a. Walter, and fucking stood up to the guy. I mean, he beat him to become UK champion. If you're not going to pull the, the trigger on him winning that, then what is it? Because this guy, if this guy faces Gunther, Gunther's going to fucking eat him for lunch and then fucking probably 
shit them out, and then you eat that back again for fucking supper. This guy, Gunther, would fucking destroy him. And you're building this guy as, like, the biggest unstoppable force in NXT. And he's not. Like, he's not. So, but outside of that, the match was good. Two-thirds of the match, two-thirds of the participants were fucking awesome. And with that, I gave it eight in the mustard. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, on last week's show, we all made predictions. And pulling out the dub by one point, uh, Julius Caesar has won predictions. Uh, sir, what are our assignments all right. for this payoff? So I got I got four matches pulled up. I'm going to need you guys to watch. And I did this so you guys could have some fun. Have some extreme fun with it. But I'm going to need you to flip. I'm going to need y'all to pick heads or tails. Call uh, call Father Fitty again. Oh, Father Fitty. Back to the spot. Okay. Oh, so, so hold on. I got I got the peacock pulled up because, as you know, I'm watching, been watching the Miami game. So I got to get back to my screenshots. Uh, so somebody's going to get two matches and somebody's going to get the other two matches. Uh, I'm just going to need you. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Yep. All right, all right. So, so, uh, Sticks, how about this? You call. What do you want, heads or tails? I'm a tails man. All right. Angry, I flip, flip the cone. See what it is. All right. These tails or your heads? Tails. All right. All right. So, Sticks, your homework, sir. I'll tell you how I, I'll tell you how <laughs> I, I look. I don't know if I like this, but you already laughing. Starting. I'm gonna tell y'all what I looked up. So thanks. What are your matches? I, I checked the peacock. No, I checked the peacock on uh before. That's what I was doing earlier. I agree. I thought I was AEW. I was checking peacock to make sure these pay per views are up there. They are all four up there. Sticks. One of your matches is a uh, Bret Hart versus Stang. <laughs> Halloween Havoc. 1998. Oh. All right. Your second match is Randy Savage versus George the Animal Steel. Oh, Jesus. WrestleMania 2. Wow. All right. Mangria. One of your matches is Stang versus Hulk Hogan. Starcade 1997. Oh, wow. The shittiest payoff of all time. Wait, what was Starcade? Starcade 97. 97? Yes, yeah, sir. Seven. Uh, okay. Stang and Hogan. Your other match is Triple H versus Big Papa Pump. Royal Rumble. Nice. I have that on DVD. So, gentlemen, I looked up some of the worst matches in wrestling history. And all four of those are on that list because I cannot wait to see how creative you get in the Twitter comments. Did you watch him? Did you watch no, this? No, I didn't watch these matches. You think he's going to watch these punishments? He's dishing out? Fuck no. Come look, on. Look, we can I make up, up whatever we want, Sticks, and he'll just be like, what? Oh, no. I, I'm getting fucking litty, and then I'm hitting fucking Twitter sphere. The gobbledygooker fucked up Hogan? Yeah. You know what? You know what, Mangry? You bring up a good point. I am off for the next couple of days. Maybe I'll maybe I'll skim through some of these matches. But these are 
supposed to be. These are like three star rated matches. Why don't you watch you them even, when we when we well, just let us know when your day off is and when you're at home, and we will live tweet them. Oh and no, no, no. Them. I actually, just just tell me when you're going to start live tweeting. Okay. And I will watch the match. I will watch whatever match when I get home or if I am off work. I will watch that shit, and then just follow along with your tweets while I'm watching that shit. That's what I really want. I want you to get creative with how disgustingly horrible these <laughs> these matches probably are. God, that apparently, apparently Scott Steiner and Triple H got 18 minutes, <laughs> and the guy who wrote it was shitting on it the whole entire time. That Randy Savage, George Animal Steel got like three stars out of ten. Uh, it's supposed to be – yeah, you actually called it. You said, oh, one of the worst payoffs. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to see the Twitter comments. Shit. Because when I do these for y'all, I try to write some funny shit in there sometimes or get creative, and I just get lit watching these shits. So I know these matches are bad. Hopefully you get a little lit. Hopefully you get a little creative with the Twitter comments and I get a laugh as well. And uh, yeah, I will watch these with your Twitter comments. That's the whole point. I just want to watch them with the Twitter comments to see what you were saying, to see how, uh, how ignorant it gets in the rang with these guys mixing it up. I mean, you would think Bret Hart and Stang would be all right in 98. Apparently it's really shit. So uh, I, I, just, I, just, I just wanted to see a bad Bret Hart match and it just happened to sort of be stag so i gave you one stag a piece then the other two are just wild cards i'm i'm gonna be i'm definitely gonna follow along with the george the animal still macho man one because i'm curious <laughs> i'm curious <laughs> yes. well, i'm gonna have to buy some fucking hennessy to fucking make it you damn right that reverse kryptonite reverse kryptonite for sticks uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in for the season premiere of The Tripod. Hopefully one of these days, Bresky will resurface and join us once again. But he eventually has to graduate, right? <laughs> hopefully, he has to be like, not be a fucking punishment. He still owes me like 20 hours of Raw by now. An entire season of Raw has to be tweeted by uh, Bresky. Uh, well, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And until next time. Big ups to Stallion Pete.